I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm, I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sobrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sobrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this is PG and I'm down to dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, <laughs> Andrew Schlecht. We're part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com. Featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time on Monday, Wednesday, and also Friday. Woo! Alex Spears is with me. It is 12.33 a.m. Central Standard Time. For those of you that have watches and clocks in your home, uh... The Thunder got just smashed tonight, and it didn't have to be this way, is my general thought, that it did not have to be this way. And I thought what, that... What does that mean? I thought that Russell freaking gave the... He gave the game away. I thought he absolutely gave the game away because of his own pride. That's what I think. That's it, what, it, I. There was a point... I'm trying to remember when it was... Well, it was a bad start because he was he was posting up on Lillard, mm-hmm. and he had the one that went, and he did the rock the baby. But he got like all the way to the rim. Like I don't hate that. It was no, no. I'm saying that what happened was that on subsequent plays he kept doing it, but then at halftime he was shooting like two of nine. Yeah, from the, the restricted area, yeah, yeah. and I think that really bothered him because he thought he should have been getting foul calls. And then Lillard started hitting, and it just blew, it turned into like the Rubio thing from last year. Oh, it was bad, man. Yeah, he was he was about as bad as he could have been. As good as he was in Game One, he was equally as bad. That's what's such a bummer because if they had won Game One, you can you know, throw you, this one away. Yeah, you're like ah, it's one of those bad rest games. Who cares? Right. Whatever. Nope. Nope. Not tonight, man. I mean, and I mean, it's important to keep perspective. That disagree, disagree. <laughs> that that the series, I think we should start spiraling down, Andrew. The series isn't over, but the truth is that they've they've got to make some adjustments. And you know, they did make some adjustments. They completely took Ennis Canner out of this game because they wouldn't let him get offensive rebounds. Uh, which is cool. That was a good adjustment. That was a good adjustment. It was I like cool. That. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, but everybody else, like everybody missing shots, like Jeremy Grant, like completely going in his little Jeremy Grant turtle shell. Like that's, he's the guy that shot the best from three on the Thunder the whole season. We're not talking about this small sample size where, like Dennis Schroeder hits a bunch of threes in Milwaukee, and we're like, wow, can he do that later? Like, no, he's not going to do that. But Jeremy Grant has been hitting threes all season. When you throw the ball to him, and he is missing badly, I mean, that's not okay. Like, that doesn't bode well for this team. And maybe that gets corrected in OKC. Like, role players typically play better at home, and I understand that. That's great. But if Russell plays like that, two more times the series is over like make there's there's no question about that this and i tweeted this before the the freaking series started this team will go as russell goes paul george is their best player and there's there's no doubt about that but this team is like the thunder are russell they are And when they get downhill and attack and try to get to the rim and try to do the right things and take the right kind of shots like they did in game one, they're going to have a chance. And when they are erratic and try to have these vendettas against other guys on whatever team it is, it's not just the good players. It's all sorts of players that we get vendettas against. Like you don't, you don't win those. That is not a, a way to win. And if they lose in round one, which I'm sure that everybody here is probably probably placing their bets that that's going to happen. There's there's going to be a fallout for somebody, whether it's Billy Donovan or 
Steven Adams. I don't think they're going to trade Russell to much the chagrin of everybody that watched the game tonight. But there's going to be a fallout. Like you don't just, I don't think they just run it back. I don't know the Blazers just ran it back, but I don't, I just don't know that you just run it back with this team. Um, so there's, there's a lot on the line here with the squad and with this particular group. And maybe you don't want to run it back. I have no idea, but there's some, there's something very flawed tonight <laughs> and it, it reared its ugly head. You don't want to run it back. You don't want to watch do this again. Andrew? Um, no. You know, we should have done we should have done a halftime pod and then an <laughs> end of game pod cuz the ha- at halftime like I was disappointed that they came back. Right. But like their game plan at the beginning, I didn't even realize this until I'm looking at the box score right now. Steven Adams was 7 of 8 from the field and it reminded me of how great he was in that first quarter. Like they really had a lot of stuff going. Yeah. Like they were attacking the basket. They were they were doing some nice little pick and rolls. Uh, Dennis, Dennis Schroeder even I, I I made a mental note. I was like, oh, I really like the way he's playing defense. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's got a little Pat Bev to him. That that first like half and then second or first half of the second quarter, they were that playing was great. great. Yeah, they were playing yeah. great. And then it was twenty one to thirty seven yeah. in the third quarter, and you know, like Damian Lillard was just the best player on the court and it wasn't even close. The second best player was CJ McCollum. And what then about third best though. And then the third best <laughs> was it Seth Curry? It might have <laughs> been. Was it Mo Harkless who played really well tonight? Maybe. Was it Myers Leonard who was flexing so hard? that it just almost killed my NBA fandom. Yeah, my uh I have a few Blazers fan friend fans, fan friends and mm-hmm. they are not they do not like Myers. How could So they're you? on this they're on the same boat as everyone else. Yeah. He's he's awful. He's he's absolutely awful. As awful as the Thunder were tonight. So the Thunder just can't get nothing from Jeremy Grant and Terrence Ferguson on the offensive end. And great. They they combined for 12 points. Super cool. Uh, but they also combined for one of 10 from three. And when you're getting those guys five threes, like that's awesome. That's, that is what you want. If you have a game plan and you say, we need to try to get Jeremy Grant and Terrence Ferguson five threes, I think that's a good game plan to be honest. I think those guys have a good enough track record to where you want to get those guys those shots. The problem is when they miss them all, that's not wonderful. I thought, I mean, that's just, you can't win games like that. Russell took six threes. It might as well have been 600 with the the kind of threes that he took. I thought he, I I can't say enough bad things about Russell tonight (laughs) because I just thought he was that bad. He had six turnovers. Uh, I just thought that his he let his emotions get the best of him tonight, and it's never it's really never a good recipe for him these days to get all worked up about something. When was the last time a really great thing happened for the Thunder when he it gets all worked up like that? I'm trying to remember. And maybe there has been something, and I'm sure someone will remind me, but it just doesn't feel like those type of things are good. He was calm, cool, collected in game one. He even calmed Terrence Ferguson down at one point, which was kind of astonishing. And that was great. That was great. A mature Russell Westbrook, I was like, oh, maybe we're going to see that. And it was... After the mid-second quarter, it was all over. After he completely flopped, when he and Dame kind of got in a little scuffle there, and Dame kind of like barely brushed him, and he fell like someone hit him in the face with a hammer, and it was just like, all right, man. Well, well that was a that was a pretty good flop. I mean, you got to give him some credit there. I it mean, was definitely it was a flop. It was a, definitely you, a flop. Do you think that was the trigger? Because I mean, he did play against this. Same team in game one. And he, you know, he, there was obviously some tension there with Dame, but nothing 
crazy. It wasn't obnoxious. And then what what was different about this game? Like, why did it spiral out of control in this game? <laughs> Dude, I have no idea. It's it's all about Russell's choices, I guess. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe it was those the fact that he wasn't getting the calls underneath the basket because then it felt like more of his threes were after that. Yeah. Who knows? I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty exhausted, Andrew, with watching 30% three point shooters shoot, pull up threes. He should not shoot, pull up threes. He can take the catch and shoots. That's great. He actually needs to take those catch and shoots. That's awesome. That's great. But when, yeah, the pull ups have got to go. They have to. I could have sworn Schroeder took like five threes. He only took one, but it was that one where it was a pull-up three. It was a pull-up, like, early shot clock, really, like really bad shot. Why? Why are we doing this? We're just we're just doing stuff, man. I don't know that there's any reason why. They, it's like they think that because they have to know that they're not great three-point shooters. Like Russ has to know that he, he is not as good of a three-point shooter as like Dame. So I wonder if you he think- thinks... You'd think, you'd think that you could present <laughs> enough facts to convince somebody of something like that. You'd think. Well, but maybe because when he does make a three, it does feel like more than an average three. You know, like when Dame hits a three or when Steph hits a three, it's like, yeah, that's what they do. Like, oh, he hit another one. Yeah. When Russ hit, like, when Russ hit that one, um, was it at the very last game of the season? Or the Houston game, mm-hmm. that one where he was like flailing. Yes, it felt like he hit a ten-point shot, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's how he feels too. Like he's convinced <laughs> he's going to get ten points for these threes. And that's why he gets so excited to take them. Which, listen, if he was getting that many points, I wouldn't blame him. I would be that excited too. Yeah, he finished with fourteen points on twenty shots tonight. Solid. Super solid. Super solid game. He only uh, had three free throws. He made them all, though. He made them. Cool. Made them. Cool jobs, man. Cool jobs. You know what else? You know who does actual real cool jobs? Was this an ad? Price Edwards and Company. <laughs> they do real cool jobs. Here in Oklahoma City, they're a, the largest full-service commercial real estate firm and has called Oklahoma its home for 31 years. They have offices in Oklahoma City and Tulsa. Shout out to Taylor, who now lives in Tulsa. Tulsa, you need to call Price Edwards and Company. And also, Taylor, you should give them a shout out. They can take care of all of your commercial property and management needs. Their expert staff of brokers and associates specialize in retail, land, office, industrial, and apartment leasing and sales. And they're available to help you today. Go to PriceEdwardsAndCompany.com. For more information and support the people that support down to dunk. Uh, let's uh, let's play the uh, the blame game ranking if you would like to. Yeah. So Russell's easily the guy that you blame the most. Who's who's next in, on your list of of blame? I think we've talked enough about Russell. I think we have um, piled on him enough. Oh man. Okay, first of all, I've had a few drinks tonight, Andrew. All right. <laughs> okay. Now, to be fair, I didn't want to get, you know, too drunk because I was, you know, watching the guy. I knew it was going to be on the podcast. So I, I went and bought the Lawnmower Lager mm-hmm. by Sierra Nevada. It's only 3.9% alcohol. Oh, all right. So nice. Oh, nice. Which means you can drink more of them. Mm-hmm. Anyways, this is all leading up to me saying that number two person should be Sam Presti. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Andrew. What, what did he expect? He created this team which a bu- with a bunch of streaky 30% three-point shooters. Okay. And, and, and the, the whole plan was that eventually uh, they, they were never going to all be bad at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it just happened to happen now. Mm-hmm. Are you really that surprised, Andrew, that Jeremy Grant, the great three-point shooter Jeremy Grant, isn't hitting threes right now? Are you really that surprised? Yeah, he shot like almost 40% on the season. So, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. He's done it one year that he shot 40%. He's not like, even like someone like Seth Curry. Okay. Seth Curry is someone who I see him on the court and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that guy just shoots threes. He mm-hmm. makes threes. Honestly, that's the way I felt about Alex Abrinas. Yeah. He shoots threes. He makes threes. That's just what he does. Mm-hmm. That's his thing. He's a specialist. 
Jeremy Grant isn't a specialist. They don't have any like three point specialists on this team anymore. They have Paul George and they have a bunch of guys that honestly I don't trust anymore. I, I don't trust any of them. Sam, I mean, to Sam's credit, like they did, they were supposed to have Alex Sabrinas on this team. I agree, and I miss him so badly. I mean, he he should be getting at least those fifteen minutes that Felton gets. You know what I mean? Shooting five threes a game, yes. And no, they they miss Dre a tremendous amount as well. Like both those guys were supposed to be on this team. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Can we can we go back to the drawing board and just get into so, the game? So you'll move you'll move Pressy to three. Okay. So who's your two? <laughs> Oh man, I, I it's a tie between Jeremy and Terrence Ferguson for me, probably. Huh. Who else would it be? I mean, Schroeder was pretty bad tonight. Schroeder was bad. He didn't play as much. He played twenty-one minutes tonight. Yeah, he belongs there. He belongs there as well. Is it? And on. Uh, Honestly, against a team like the Blazers, I, I feel like how does he only play 21 minutes? Like we, they're a good offensive team. We know we're going to have to like keep up with them. Shooters are one guy off the bench who you feel like can score relatively consistently, or at least shoot consistently. Mm-hmm. And he only gets five shots in this game. And I don't know if that's his fault. I mean, he only played 21 minutes. But I like, mean... ter- honestly, Terrence Ferguson's line. Is it really that surprising? Like that's what he's been now for since the All Star break. Like I get your Jeremy Grant complaint. It's true because I I had started to kind of like trust Jeremy Grant and like oh this is Jeremy Grant's breakout season. Mm-hmm. But Ferguson has he fell off a cliff a while ago. And mm-hmm. honestly, him getting up nine shots and making three of them, I feel like <laughs> that's like a decent number for him compared to what he's been doing. And he had some moments defensively tonight. I do think CJ like lit him up, but he did have moments tonight where I I felt pretty good about Ferguson defensively. So yeah, I'd I'd go with Grant or Schroeder. Yeah, I tend to I tend to lead towards Jeremy Grant, just because you can't. He's just been such a no show. Like he just, it's been absolutely disappointing so far. And again. This is game two of a seven-game series. They have to at least play two more, at the very least. Like, they can play better. They can be better. I thought, I mean, this is a lot of this is going to be on Billy Donovan. I don't know exactly how much pressure. Like, I, st- I would be a little surprised if he got let go, even if they lost, even if they got swept. I'd still be a little surprised if he got let go. But in the back of in the back of his mind, he's he's got to know, like, I'm coaching for my job, maybe even, you know, yeah. uh, and there's going to be some kind of, and I said this on thunder after dark, I've already recorded another show about this stupid game. Is there's going to be a, so peeved, Andrew, there's going to be a fall. I mean, I'm, I'm peeved for a lot of reasons, <laughs> only thunder reasons. Uh, there's, I mean, there's going to be a fallout after this series if they if they lose it like they're just there will be someone's typically after and and honestly like they their run is they've got two years after this you know to try to figure something out and obviously this isn't this just isn't working and i i like everybody knows they need more shooting they need guys that can score and Schroeder was supposed to be that, but like everybody knew that he wasn't like an efficient scorer. And I mean, that's what this team lacks and has lacked uh, since Kevin Durant left is to have efficient scoring around this team. And if Russell Westbrook is your lead ball handler, if he's the guy that controls everything, one, Russell's going to have to make some changes. Paul George's his health is definitely a factor in all of this. But you would it would be nice to have somebody that you can go to and say they're gonna go get buckets. And well, isn't that what Mark Keith was supposed to be? I mean, I think the idea of him, yes, but he hadn't really done that this year at all with the Wizards or the Thunder. 
You know, we saw one game. We got one game of it. We got one game of it. He got three shots tonight. He he actually had seven points on three shots. So like that's pretty good. But like you can't have you can't say like oh he's a guy that's gonna go get buckets for us and he's gonna shoot the ball three times. Right. You know. I mean, I to me after the first quarter and a half, it looked like they had no clue what they wanted to do on the offensive end. It just looked like things were just happening. There was no, it didn't seem like there was execution. It didn't seem like there was a plan there. Or if there was one that they had completely abandoned it. I mean, that's what it looked like to me. It just looked like a mad scramble to just try to make something happen. And that's where you had, I think that eight turnovers in the third quarter. I mean, that third quarter was about as bad as it gets, and then it was it was over. I mean, the Thunder couldn't make a run after that. They were just completely out of sorts from there. I, and so, a lot of that goes on Russell. Some of it goes on Billy. Okay, I have a theory, but I don't know if it's true yet. But you talked about how, like, after that, you know, first half in a little bit, or the first quarter in a little bit, they kind of lost their identity offensively. Yeah. How how much of that do you think had to do with the fact that Cantor played a lot less minutes in this game? Because in the first game he played 34 minutes, mm-hmm. and as bad as their shooting was, like they were getting a ton of open looks. It seems like they were attacking Cantor in the pick and roll a decent amount. And then in this game he only plays 20 minutes, and I feel like a lot of those minutes were in that first quarter. Mm-hmm. And then when he vanished, it's kind of like that coincided with OKC kind of losing their rhythm. Yeah, because of the defensive stalwart, Myers Leonard. Exactly. And played some minutes. And that's what I was leading towards. <laughs> Deep Depoy next year. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Dude, I, the th- I mean, the thing is, yeah, you they played Canner off the floor because he was ineffective. He was can't play Cantor tonight. It's cool. They, they that was cool. They don't have anybody else that's that scary. Zach Collins, who gets really excited about things on the sideline, he played real well for them, but he was still a minus seven for them. Myers Leonard came in, and I just think that his minutes coincided with Dame and CJ being just super duper hot. And there was nothing that could be done at that point. I thought the Thunder were just completely discombobulated, out of control at that point. And you could have put anybody out there. They could have just run Evan Turner at center. And they, would have, they would have done well. Scal, just Anthony Simons, who is obviously not a center, just throw him in there. He would, he looked, he would look great there too. I just don't think it mattered at that point. I think they, they the Thunder didn't throw the game like intentionally. But they threw the game with how they played the last two and a half quarters. I mean, absolutely just threw it in the garbage. And it was, to me, just a... they. I don't know if it's they didn't trust the game plan. I don't know if it was... I don't know what it was. I have no clue. And I can't really speculate on it. But it looked like they completely threw the game plan out. And you could yeah. see them executing the game plan in the first quarter. Sweet. Great. They're getting the rebounds. They're playing downhill. They're really trying to take the right kind of shots. Awesome. And then, for whatever reason, they took the game plan and they threw it in the trash. They lit it on fire. I mean, it was, it just felt like that. And it just felt like they, it looked like they'd never played basketball together before. I mean, and it wasn't just a matter of like missing open shots. Yes, there were some open shots that were missed. There were two back-to-back threes that Paul missed in the fourth yeah, quarter were that were tough. But those were about the only ones that stick out in my head as like those are good shots that they just missed. And you're going to miss good shots. The Blazers missed good shots too. There was a Rodney Hood three that would have just completely just lit the entire city of Portland on fire that he missed. It was a good shot. Like you miss good shots. Like that happens. That's why like great shooters shoot forty percent from three. That means you have to miss six to get to that number. Like you're gonna miss good shots, but you have to have some sort of game plan. And the, it's not like this Blazers team is just a crazy good defensive team that just 
completely takes you out of what you want to do. I mean, they're just not. And it's really, it's going to be on the Thunder. The thun- I still believe the Thunder are the better entire team. Uh, but if if they can't play with any semblance of a game plan, if they can't stick to something, they're gonna they're gonna lose this series in four or five. I mean that will happen. I don't expect that to happen. I expect them to come out and play well in Oklahoma City, and our conversation can can shift quickly if they win Friday and Sunday. If they do if they do that, then you know they're in fine shape. Like you can grab momentum in a playoff series. That's why you play seven games. I mean, this is why you play seven games. They're coming home. The the conversation can shift. As of now, it just it feels it feels hopeless. It's it's not hopeless. It's this is just two games, both bad. Uh the Thunder still can't hit a three. They were five of twenty eight. 17.9%, which is an improvement. That's an improvement. Yeah, hey, shout out to all the math guys out there talking <laughs> about regression to the mean for the last couple of days. Like, uh, don't worry, they'll start falling. It's slowly <laughs> so, regressing to the mean. Somewhat Was this the second worst? Because I know game one was the worst shooting game they had from three over the last year. Was tonight the second worst? Oh, it sure feels like it. I don't know, man. Probably a good guess. I've never felt less motivated to uh, look at stats or to find something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you look at the shooting. Two of seven for Paul from three. Not standard. Jeremy Grant, we've talked about him. 0 of five. Westbrook, 1 of six. Ferguson, 1 of five. Like, you just can't do that. You don't win games. You can't win games like that. What do you think about um, Paul doing his little shoulder shrug after a couple of made shots? I felt like he was taunting us like, oh, you should have never been worried about me. It's not a big it was never a big deal. What's your problem? Oh, my shoulders hurt. Yeah, I just made that shot. I feel like that's what he was doing to us. Did you take that as a personal attack as well? <laughs> I I didn't. I didn't know. I, at the time when I was watching, I didn't know what he was doing, to be honest. I didn't know if it was taunting. I didn't know if he was like actually working his shoulder. I oh, didn't I, know what it was. I definitely thought he was actually hurt. And if the announcers hadn't said, like, oh, looks like he's joking around or something, yeah, I would have je- definitely thought he was hurt. Yeah, I thought that. I didn't. That's, that's what I thought when I initially saw it. Okay, um, so blame game. You said Russ one, Jeremy mm-hmm. two. We both agreed Presty three. So now let's go to four. <laughs> what do you think about Mayor David Holt for four? God, David Holt and his tweets, man. <laughs> he's so positive. He's you. You could be mayor one day, Andrew. Oh. With your optimism. Wow. He's so optimistic. Man, Twitter is a absolute dumpster fire. It's disagree. Just, it's, just, it's deserved. It's deserved. It's just sometimes a, you have to swim bad, in trash. It's just a bad place to be. I, I disagree with that statement, actually. What swimming in trash? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have to swim in trash. You disagree with that? <laughs> I do. I disagree with sometimes you okay. have to swim in tra- <laughs> trash. Different strokes for different folks, Andrew. <laughs> oh, All right. I guess so. So I would argue fourth would be. Schroeder. I would take I would say Schroeder's more to blame than Ferguson only because mm-hmm. where we are with this team right now, I expect like Schroeder is the X factor to me. Because yeah. if he can if he can play, if he can have a good game, like one of those games where he scores even like 14 points and is a little spark off the bench, I feel like this team's almost guaranteed to win. Mm-hmm. Because this team does so well when he's giving anything off the bench. Whereas with Ferguson, at least I've seen this team win when Ferguson plays like this. And at the very least, I know he's going to be relatively consistent defensively. Mm-hmm. So I don't like totally blame him. I still like get that he's a young player and he's figuring things out. But like Schroeder has to take more than five shots. He just yeah. has to. He has to be more assertive. And assertive doesn't I, – I take that back. He does not need to take pull-up threes because that is assertive. A different kind of assertive. Mm-hmm. You know who I don't blame? Nerlens. Nerlens has been Nerlens good. Was, I thought Nerlens was great tonight. Yeah, he's been good. He's been good. Marquise was okay tonight. I don't blame him Yeah, he either. was fine. I don't even blame Raymond Felton. Raymond Felton was fine. I don't even rame Raymond Felton either. I don't rame him. 
to me, it's it's not if your actual factors. We talk about X factors, but like the actual guys that are supposed to be the biggest factors in the game, Russell Westbrook and Paul George. If they're not performing great, the X factors don't matter. You know what I mean? That's why X is at the end of the alphabet. You know, you should be talking about A and B factors, right? These are the A B factors. Yeah, X factors. Who cares about them? They honestly don't matter. If Russell plays like that, who? There's no X factor at that point. Deontay Burton's a Z factor. Deontay Burton had a dunk tonight. He did. His one for four. Which made me feel a little bit better. Yeah, just that was something, something to take home with you. That's that's how you grab momentum. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, hey, Alex. Uh, yes. It's a huge week in the NBA. You know? uh, yes, love big weeks. There's only one place to get in on all the action. That's betonline.ag. Oh, I haven't bet in a while. Sports, casinos, virtual casino, you name it. That's betonline.ag. It's CLNS Media's preferred sportsbook online. You can go to betonline.ag backslash OKC to get a 50% sign-up bonus. Uh, The biggest matchup of this week is the Thunder playing the Blazers at home in OKC on Friday night. It's a it's a huge game. The Thunder's their backs are against the wall. They're swimming through trash right now, yeah. just like everybody else. And they've got to pull themselves out of the trash. They got to get got them to. get themselves away from the flexing Myers Leonard. They've got to figure out a way. And can they do it? I don't know. But you could place a bet on it if you want at BetOnline.ag. They're seven point favorites on Friday. That seems like a lot <laughs> of points to give the Thunder. But if the Thunder but, I would I would not be surprised if they won that game by seven or more points. I'm not recommending that you bet that, but I'm saying I would not be surprised. You could go to betonline.ag backslash OKC to get your fifty percent sign up bonus and bet it yourself. All right. Uh, I haven't made a bet in a while, Andrew. I'm looking at their bets. Okay, let's hear it. Looking at the spreads. This is off the top of the dome, Andrew. Freestyle betting. Let's do it. The best way to bet. (laughs) I'm going to go with tomorrow night. The Milwaukee Bucks are 15-point favorites against the Detroit Pistons. 15 points. And I'm I'm taking the points. Oh, wait, I'm not taking the points. I'm giving the points. Yeah. I'm taking the Bucks. Take the Bucks by 15. Blake Griffin's out. How much do you think you'll bet on that? How much do I think I'll bet on that? Mm-hmm. Probably paycheck. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, probably paycheck. That's usually how I bet. I make oh. 12 bets a year. <laughs> Each one is a paycheck. <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, go to yeah. betonline.ag to bet your own paycheck. <laughs> betonline.ag backslash OKC to support the people that support down to dunk. Um, okay. Do we have anything else from this game that you want to talk about? Um, get off your chest. Trying is- to think. Was there anything fun that happened in the game? Any little quirky things that we missed? Somehow the Thunder had more assists than the Blazers. Isn't that the most unbelievable stat of the night? That is pretty unbelievable. They had 21 assists to 17 for the Blazers. They lost almost everything else. The Blazers had three more steals than the Thunder. The Thunder had 16 turnovers to 12. They had 11 fast break points to the Blazers, 19. The Thunder did win points in the paint. Who gives a rip? And the fouls. Oh, boy. The fouls, guys. It's a conspiracy. Conspiracies. The Thunder had the exact same amount of fouls. The exact same. So like not only that, but like Portland was furious. Like I, I follow a few Portland people on Twitter. Yeah. And they were furious with the refs. That's like how the it whole goes, man. First day. Like everyone hates refs. The refs we all hate man. them. Yeah. The They're refs, all ter- terrible. The refs lose every game. Can't that's wait till we get AI in there, you know? That's what happens. <laughs> would you Just would you be surprised? Yeah, AI robots. There yeah. was a did you see that uh robot over in China that made a half court shot? Mm-hmm. 
So that is pretty close. We're already <laughs> we're getting close. Let's just take. Oh my gosh! What if what if Presty? This uh-huh. would be so light years ahead of the league. What if he signed a Chinese robot to just shoot half court shots? Do you have to like run over to him to and like hand the ball to him? I think you do. You do the Vivek thing of playing four on five and just leave the robot at half court, <laughs> and then just pass it to him, and it's a guaranteed make. It's a guaranteed make every time. Playing the percentages, I bet oh, we can't. We should. We should. You should delete this part of it because if Daryl Morey hears this, oh my gosh, Daryl, Daryl, I know you're. I know you're listening, Daryl. At one oh eight a.m., Daryl. I used to have a neighbor named Garrel. I know. I remember. You remember him? Yeah, I remember yeah. Garrel. Uh, what do you think about the rest of the uh, NBA? Yeah, we can talk about the rest of the NBA. The, the Nuggets got a big-time win tonight. Yeah, that Jamal. was crazy. Jamal Murray, Dude. one of eight in the first three quarters, and then he was eight of nine in the fourth quarter, including yeah. two back-to-back threes. Yep. Pretty awesome. That's big time. They needed <laughs> they needed that so badly. Yeah, they, they were about to melt down way worse than we. You lose both at home. Yeah. It's pretty much screwed. over. It's not over. I mean, series have gone, have been, have been weird like that. But it feel it, it feels over when you lose. Both I also, at home. I also think those are the two. Uh, let me check this before I lie to you. But I think those are the two best home teams. I think yeah, that's right. That yeah, is correct. And they're both awful on the road. That's eh, not correct, but it's close. Whatever. They're both bad on the road, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Cool. <laughs> I'm glad I'm correct about something. Uh, yeah, Toronto bounced back, killed Orlando. That was kind of the that's was the expectation, right? Looking at that series, is that things like this would happen? That DG Augustine would shoot one of six and not hit a game-winning shot over Marcus Hall. Yeah, that's what happens when you're the better team and the one team gets really hot in the first game and maybe you have an off game. Yeah. Usually you come back in game two and the percentages <laughs> change. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Except for when you're the Thunder. That's not how things go. Uh, uh, okay, what do you think the about Warriors. the Warriors? Let's, talk, let's just make ourselves feel better now and talk about the yeah. Warriors. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, obviously we're very sad about DeMarcus. It's a real bummer. That's is that something we have to say? I'm just I'm just getting it out there. I'm I sad sound for, nice. I feel sad. I like <laughs> I feel sad I like for Boogie. Him. Yeah, I like Boogie. I'd like for him <laughs> to make a lot of money. Anyways, <laughs> on to the Warriors. I am super jealous of Warriors reporters and bloggers mm-hmm. because after if you've ever noticed after they lose like a big game like this, yeah. They all send out like these cryptic, vague tweets. Yeah. About like, well, if if you if you've been following this team all year, you shouldn't be surprised. Everyone knows what's going on behind mm-hmm. the scenes. They'll say stuff like that. And that to me is almost better than the actual loss. Because it, it reminds yeah. me that like something's wrong. Something's <laughs> going on. Something's rotten. Until I remember that, oh man, this means that the Rockets are gonna get to take advantage of it in the second round. But before I get to that point, I'm really happy. <laughs> What's great is that for those Warriors reporters is that they like really enjoy kind of covering the meltdown of the team. They do, which I appreciate. I appreciate it. It makes it makes it very enjoyable because I mean, here's the here's the little the little secret is that reporters want their teams to win. Like believe it or not, like almost everybody does and whether they'll say it or not, or even if they believe it or not, they want the team to win because when your team wins, you get more coverage and you get more readers and you get more listeners and like all those things happen. And why would you not want that to happen? And so you may not be like actively rooting for the team to win, but you want your team to win so that you can have good results for yourself. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, for sure. Like this game, like right now, like this game is going to be with the Thunder is going to be covered differently. And it's, there's not, they're not going to get as many readers on every website that's going to cover it. You're not, we're not going to get as many downloads as we typically do on this show that you're listening to right now. Thank you for listening and downloading. Please tell your family and friends to download it, even though the Thunder lost. Grab your grandma's phone, download it, 
subscribe. But the Warriors is different. Like, there's such a national audience that just craves for this team to just be torn down. And I'm sure their numbers probably are close to the same, if not maybe even jump a little bit. Because when the Warriors lose, I feel like there's a giant audience that turns to them. It's oh, almost, yeah. It's more exciting. I like, I to read watch all their the content. Yes. Yes. And, and for them, you totally get it. Like, they've basically been having to write the same story for three years now. Yeah. And so it's, it has to be a huge relief for them to be, to be able to write about something else, like mm-hmm. to have a different angle on this team. And when you lose in that fashion, like 31 point lead, like that's great. Just that's unbelievable. Such a, that's such a good story. Just unbelievable. How much do you think the cousins thing impacts them in the playoffs moving forward? Um, I, I guess I think it does because I really, from everything you read, people were worried about their center rotation. Yeah. Like, and apparently Kevon Looney has been better than he was at the beginning of the season. Um, but I don't know if he's still someone that you want to rely on or that you feel good about going against someone like Clint Capella or Rudy Gobert if the Jazz won. Um, so, listen, I still think the Warriors are the best team. I still think they'll win. Mm-hmm. But if I was a Rockets fan, I would be like, pretty interested in what's going on right now Mm -hmm. because it does seem like a window is open for you it especially when you especially when you look at the other side of the bracket it's like what are these other four teams would houston really be worried about like i'm not worried about any of us the blazers or the nuggets or whatever yeah so if they could if they could somehow beat the warriors like i feel like they're they're golden yeah yeah, they oh, won't. Good for them. They won't, but that's that would be cool. Um, for them, for them, not for us. No, it would be absolutely awful for us. We're we're rooting for a game seven tie, and that <laughs> and then that the the tiebreaker is the the team that lost by the closest previously moves on. So maybe the Clippers <laughs> would move on to the Western Conference Finals. That's what we're rooting for. Oh man, the Warriors are good. I still think they'll win the title even without cousins, but it is, it does add a little in- interesting wrinkle there. It does. Cause it, everything you read from all these cryptic tweets, like it really hasn't been great. And it goes back. The, the first time you ever heard anything about it was David West after the championship last year was mm-hmm. like, man, if you guys knew what was going on in our locker rooms, you wouldn't believe it. He said something like that. Yeah. And it's just like slowly built and part of me does think that something's going to happen. And maybe it's not losing to the Rockets. Maybe it's losing to a team like the Bucks or the Raptors in the finals. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. But, like, we saw this with the 2004 Lakers. Like, that was a team that no one thought was going to lose. Mm-hmm. Like, they had brought in Carl Malone, Gary Payton. It was like, oh, this team's going to be great. Devin George. Yeah, man. Devin George. <laughs> I mean, it. it's... So who knows? I, I do feel like there's a possibility of something crazy happening this playoffs. Right. Because there's enough out there. There's enough smoke. I mean, Kevin took eight shots. Eight. That's weird. Eight. Steph, Steph Curry said, I'm a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it's what's crazy is that everybody thinks Kevin is leaving. Have you heard anybody push back on that? No. There's like I've not heard one person. There's no resistance to that from anybody. Like people that know stuff. Nobody is saying, you know what? Like I think I think there's a chance Kevin sticks around here. You think Kevin Durant is gonna stick around to take eight shots in a playoff game. And not only that, but it feels like it's been known since October. Yeah. Like this opinion's been out there and then it just slowly leaked over the course of the season. And now it's just like fate accompli. It's going to happen. It's he's definitely leaving. It's crazy. And that's where your my frustration with the thunder like really sets in is like, yes, there's an opportunity that's going to open up and you just. Oh, my cannot, gosh. And, and maybe maybe this is this is positive. Andrew just emerging from the ashes of rubble. Oh, Mayor Andrew. Mayor Andrew stepping to the podium. Like, maybe this team is just, this version of the Thunder are just not even close to being good enough. And if they somehow made this miraculous 
run to the Western Conference Finals where they beat this Blazers team, which we know isn't great. They beat a Nuggets or Spurs team that's really not that great, and they get crushed by the Warriors. Like, maybe they do run it back, and this team isn't good enough to run it back. You know what I mean? Like, this is... Wait, is your optimism that they're going to lose and then that will change things? It's, it would be that at the end of the day, this, this version of the <laughs> thunder aren't good enough. That's your optimism. That's my optimism. You're turning into a OU fan. This is, this is what OU fans used to do <laughs> under Bob Stoops. Like this is the loss. that's going to change thing. Like, Listen, I want my team to win, but I'm glad they <laughs> lost because now they're going to change things. Now they're going to fire Mike Stoops. Now the defense is going to change. Hey, they made big changes after last year's loss. They did. Are, are you talking about OU or the Thunder? The Thunder. I don't know oh, okay. anything about OU football. <laughs> no, they did. They did. They and brought in a lot of new wings. They did. And their two most important wings outside of Paul George are not here playing one is not on the roster the other one is expected to be and he can't play because he had tremendous setbacks so i don't know that's just a little just a little speck of optimism out there i i do think they're going to make big changes no matter really what happens to be hey listen to this breaking news andrew Mm -hmm. from uh, at Royce Young, mm-hmm. familiar? He said Russell Westbrook took responsibility for tonight's loss and called his performance "quote unacceptable." I agree, that's a, Russell. That's I agree. a little better than next question. That is that's pretty good. I'm happy about that. It was absolute. It was. It was unacceptable. I do not accept it. Someone's been trying to give it to me. I don't accept it. Not acceptable. Unaccepted. <laughs> Accepted, Russell. We have not accepted your performance, Russell. <laughs> just really, just really bad. He's, he did say, I take full responsibility for tonight. The way I played was unacceptable. I'll be better. I'm not worried one bit. Just, com- just stay on brand, Russell. Just do All it. All right. So stay based on, on that, based on that, game three, yeah. over, over, under, seven and a half threes. <laughs> under. Really? Okay. This is right, the, we'll this see. is the same freaking pattern that we've seen all season, isn't it? What? This is just like this is just like the the guy that eats fifteen donuts and he's like, oh gosh, I feel so sick. This is awful. Oh, I, I'll never do this again. I promise. And then he eats salad for two weeks and it's awesome. And then he sees another fifteen donuts and he's like, "Man, I'd like to really have fifteen donuts." Like that's Russell. That's the story of Russell Westbrook's season and slash career, right? I don't like how you're. I don't like how you're attacking Luke right now, just because <laughs> he likes donuts. <laughs> donuts are good. Donuts <laughs> are good. But that's just the story of Russell Westbrook and the three point shot, you know. Like that's the way it's always been for him is that he like overcorrects cool. And it is always good every time it's good for the team every single time. And then he just slowly fades back into, I'm going to take some threes because I think I can help the team. And then we overcorrect. Like it's just a, it's just a pattern. So, and he, it's not like he took a, like six is not a crazy amount of threes. But I still think that that we'll get pass happy Russell Friday night, and the Thunder may blow blow this team out. Like that would that would be probably the least surprising. I would be surprised if the Blazers won Friday. I really would be. I'd be surprised. Um, I this Thunder team is not. They're not an awful team. They're not garbage. They're not all these things that people want to talk about. That's why I I, I just can't I can't be on Twitter. But. Um, yeah, you're missing out. There's a lot of good conversations happening on Twitter.com. <laughs> I'm getting, we're getting into it. The people are out there getting into it, and you're missing out. Is this where the same Presti comments are coming from? No, <laughs> those came from my own, my own thoughts and reflections. I really don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> During the game, 
Oh, what what would you do if you were Sam? What would you do? Man, okay, remind remember everything I said previously before I said something ridiculous. Mhm. I mean, wouldn't you think about going getting a different job? <laughs> think think about it, Andrew. Okay. Or you say uh, what what listen, no, that's not the that's listen. not the premise of the question. I'm just saying, like, if you looked at this team, you see the cap hell that they're going to be in forever. And there's a team out there that has a year for two years, for one year, two years, okay, probably two years. Yeah. And someone offers you a lot of money. Wouldn't you consider it, Andrew? All right. But if I'm staying with the Thunder as Sam Preston. (laughs) my God. <laughs> Why does it have to be like all or nothing? Because that's the only. Because it's the playoffs, Andrew. Win or go home. What's <laughs> it? There's no in between ground there. There is. The Thunder win. lost, and they well, they are going home. Yeah, they win, are going home. Lose and go home. Yeah, it's not win or do something in between or go home. It's win or go home, Andrew. These are extremes. We're in the playoffs. It's not the regular season anymore, okay? Oh, but I'm, that's with the Sam thing, though. Like, Sam doesn't have to go, go home. I, okay, fine. I just threw it out there as a hypothetical. Okay, so, All right. okay, so tell so me. Okay, staying. time out. Time out. What, what? job would Sam, what job is Sam Presti taking? You're going to take the Lakers job? Uh, if they paid me a lot of money, why not? I'd do anything. Why not? I'd swim in trash for money. (laughs) For less than you think, too. You think Sam would do... Sam Press is not doing that. He's not going... He's not doing that. He looked pretty L.A. in that documentary last summer. Don't you think? (laughs) Anyways, if... If he's if we if we're under the assumption the false assumption that he's staying here forever, did you? By the way, the only reason I brought that up is mm-hmm. because did you hear that podcast? I think it was the Hoop Collective, um, and Brian and Brian Windhorst specifically said like Sam Presti's not going to stay in OKC for the rest of his career. He'll eventually move on. He said that. That's the only reason I'm like thinking about this. Yeah, he said it, and it made me think about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Anyways, anyways, back to off season, uh, off season things I would do if I were Presty. I mean, no, but I mean nobody, nobody thinks good things about Oklahoma City. I mean that's what it comes down to. Like nobody thought Paul George was staying in Oklahoma City after the season, after the playoffs ended last year for the Thunder. You think no one thinks good things about Oklahoma City? I, I, like the national media generally. Yes, I think that that's true. Have you read Mayor Holt's Twitter feed? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like national NBA <laughs> no, I, figureheads I, 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 don't think good things about OKC and think like, how could you possibly do that? How could you possibly stay there? You'll you'll occasionally get a person who's like, <clears throat> say something nice about their culture. That's about all we get. We'll yeah. throw us a little bone right. and I'll eat it up. I'll eat it up so much. <laughs> um, okay. I'm Sam Presti this summer. I mean, I don't you think Sam... If he is going to leave, just he, he'll he leave when this thing needs to be torn down. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's how you would. Yeah, you would assume like when Westbrook retired or when it's pretty much done. When it's, o- when it's all over, then like like this, like Thunder Run, which will last 13, 15 years, you know, like that's a incredible run. And I know that it's. It's hard to have perspective on that, but like most teams don't get that. Most teams don't have that long of a run where you're a good team consistently making the playoffs. That just doesn't, it's very, very rare. You have like the Spurs that have done it. I mean, even the Rockets went through a spout where they weren't very good after like the Trace McGrady, Yao Ming years. I mean, there's just not a lot of franchises that are able to do this. And so. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you do move on from that. But anyways, you, I, I do want you to answer the question. I don't know why we're talking about this. Okay, number one, sign Nick Stauskas. <laughs> okay, great. 
Listen, Andrew, we need three-point shooters. No, I, I have no idea what you do because you're – I. do you really think they're going to trade Steven Adams? I, I'm I'm up for the idea that they would entertain it, but what what could you possibly get back that would be – I mean, be, you're not just trading him to trade him. No, exactly, and I, I just don't know why another team would be, like, overjoyed, like, give you the type of deal that you would want – for him. I mean, it's not like he's on a super cheap contract. It is ending soon. So I guess that's a good thing. He is very good. We both we both <laughs> like him a lot. What the best thing about Steven Adams is contract is ending soon. Where are it's, we? What happened? No, but you know what I'm saying? Like centers aren't a hot commodity right now. Okay. People aren't trading crazy things for centers, especially one who makes 25 million and 27 million in the next two seasons. Like I'm just I just don't think they would get enough back to make it worth it. So I don't think they're going to trade him. So I'm saying I'm setting that aside. Steven Adams is going to be on this team until his contract's done. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I don't think you can get rid of Schroeder. I mean, you get could get rid of him? Okay, you could get rid of him. But we've already talked about how they have no tertiary tertiary scores on this team. Mm -hmm. Tertiary scores. <laughs> So I think they actually kind of need him, even as inconsistent as he is. And again, I don't think you're going to get anything back for it because he, he's not seen as like a positive asset. So I think you're keeping him as well. And if you're keeping both of them, then now we're just talking about like cheap dudes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So Nick Stauskas, back to my original point. <laughs> <laughs> it all leads back. To Nick Stauskas. Oh, no. I don't, I don't think it's as bad as you th make it sound. Nick Stauskas? No, I mean, the goal is you is that Andre comes back and is healthy again mm -hmm. and has had a full, more than a full year to, to get right and that he'll be fine and that he'll be Andre again. And that totally changes the complexion of this team because – Early in the season, this team had an identity. Mm -hmm. They were like a defensive juggernaut, and people were writing articles about it. And then after the All-Star break, it, that all just kind of faded away. Mm -hmm. And even now, you watch this team in game two, and it's like, yeah, they don't really have an identity. Like, in our head, they're a really good defensive squad, and we talk about their deflections and their steals. But watching them, they're not that same team anymore. But you put Andre on this team, all of a sudden, yeah, they still can't shoot. But at least you know that every single night they're going to be good defensively. Because mm -hmm. it, was, it was rare for that team to be defensively bad when Andre was out there. Mm -hmm. So that really would change the complexion of the team. It doesn't solve the shooting, which is why you have to go out and get someone like Stauskas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm interested. I'll be interested to see what some – there's going to be some guys that aren't going to get paid that are going to be out there, you know. That could be had. That can shoot it. Who who do they have as a like? Who's definitely gone next year, or like an expiring? Do you know off the top of your head? I'll look it up. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. I'll tell you. The no, answers no, no. are. Yeah, Nerlens. That's that's a good one. Patrick what? Patterson has a player option. Ooh, baby, let's pick that up. Uh, Raymond right. Felton. Yeah. Markeith, Markeith, of course. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's great. Although at, the team does have a team option on Abdel Nader. They'll probably keep him, but because he's so cheap. Mm -hmm. Kyle Singler will still be on the team in spirit for the mm -hmm. next two seasons. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. That's enough. <laughs> what time is it there? What time did I keep 1, you up to? 1.32 a.m. Yeah, that's pretty fun, huh? It's been fun. All right, thanks yeah. for listening to our show. You can follow us on Twitter if you'd like. If you'd like to leave us a five-star iTunes review, that would be cool, too. I'm done talking. I can't talk anymore. You guys have a great Wednesday. We'll talk to you guys again on Friday. Oh, my gosh, we have to talk about this game again on Friday. Yes! Help us. Help us, please. Please.